This is What School Didn't Teach Me, a podcast meant to build community on all the things school doesn't prepare you for. Hi, I'm your host, Jasmine Piamber, and class is in session. Hey, y'all. Y'all already know what time it is. It's your host, Jasmine Camber, and welcome back to the classroom. So glad to have you here today. Um, I hope y'all really enjoyed last week's episode. Last week, we had the one, the only, Smile, aka Jaden Wonch, on the podcast. And was that our first visitor of the season? Was it? That was our first guest of the season, y'all. So... I hope y'all really enjoyed that. I hope to have a couple more guests before we wrap this season up. Um, yeah, before we wrap this season up. But yeah, I really enjoy his talk about men's mental health. Um, I want to do more to appeal to the men. Like, what school didn't teach me is not just for the girls. Although the girls do love what school didn't teach me. What school didn't teach me is for the people. Amen. Um, and so I definitely want to have more men on the pod. You know, we've had we've had Christian McGarry, the author, the poet. Um, we've had Jaden Walsh, the artist. Um, and I definitely want to have more men on the podcast just to show more representation. But this week, this week, I don't know. I don't, it's something about it being New Year's. It's something about it being a new month. Fresh January. It's something about it being fresh January that makes me, well, I mean, it's mid-January now, uh, but it's still a new year. So it makes me just want to really reinforce the things that we not taking this year. Like, we not taking certain things this year. Um, And imposter syndrome is one of them. Okay. We're not going to exactly talk about imposter syndrome today, but today we're going to be talking about taking up space. Um... Y'all know, I don't talk about anything that I have not experienced or lived myself. That's just not how this podcast works. I'm literally the only host here. I can only talk about things that I have lived and experienced myself. I can only speak from my personal experience. And y'all, I experienced imposter syndrome bad. Like, I experienced imposter syndrome when I was younger. I experienced imposter syndrome in college. I experienced imposter syndrome as a podcast host. Like, I definitely have had my fair share, as I'm sure everybody has, at battling the gap between how you, how much you feel like you deserve and what you are given, or the opportunities that you are placed in and your capability to handle them. And one thing that really impacted my... Um, One thing that really fueled my imposter syndrome was my fear of taking up space, right? That's kind of what we're leaning into here, taking up space. Um, That ruled a huge part of my life for so long. The fear of taking up space, the fear of being too much, the fear of wanting and requiring too much, that ruled a large part of my decisions and fueled a lot of fear into me and caused me to not think that I deserve certain opportunities or that I was capable of handling certain opportunities because yeah, it just fueled my imposter syndrome. And so if that's you, if you're like me, we're about to talk about it. We're about to talk about it because in 2024, it's no more. 
2024, it is no more that. No more that. I know we speak against imposter syndrome, or that's been something that's been talked about for the past. At least in 2023, it was talked about a lot. But I know I still struggle with it, and I know a lot of people who still struggle with it. This year, it is no more. We're talking about taking up the steps. We're talking about dealing with the steps to help you take up space. Dealing with the steps that demolish imposter syndrome. A couple weeks ago, we just talked about... um, Child, what was that? A couple weeks ago, we just talked about reinventing ourselves. (laughs) I had to look at my notes. A couple weeks ago, we just talked about reinventing ourselves um, and how you shouldn't be afraid to set those boundaries down. Now we're going to talk about how you shouldn't be afraid to take up space because we we cancel out all fear in 2024. That is not that is not of God. One, that's not of God. And that's just not how we're going to get where we want to be. Okay, so I got my notebook again because y'all know when I got something to say, I got to stay on track. So I'm going to tell y'all about my experience with imposter syndrome. No, lies, sorry. I'm going to tell y'all about my experience with taking up space. Um, Then I'll tell you when things start to change for me. Then I'll tell you what helped. Um, Yeah, I probably didn't need to expose that order, but whatever. Um, so I already told y'all, like I had imposter syndrome when I was younger and that caused, and that came from taking up space, right? The fear of taking up space. And some of y'all may be wondering, like, what do you mean the fear of taking up space? Well, I'm going to show you how it came up in my life, right? For me, it started off in an academic setting, right? Oh no, not even an academic setting. It started off in a home setting, like not asking for my wants and needs, not speaking up. Like there were literally times when somebody would ask me if I want something to eat and I would say no, but I wanted something to eat. Like I would have to wait until somebody safe asked me, whoever I deemed was safe at that time. I would have to wait until somebody safe asked me if I wanted something to eat to be like, yes or no. Mind you, keep in mind, I'm an only child. <laughs> I'm an only child. Um, and so I know that played a part because I was only, I only felt safe around certain people. Um, but it started off with me not speaking up about my wants and my needs, you know, not um, vocalizing when I was hungry, not vocalizing when I needed certain things, you know, or when I needed help, like that just wasn't easy for me. Um, then it turned into not letting other people help me, like not literally not allowing people to help me when they would ask me if I want help. I would say no. If they asked me that I needed help, I would say no. I would try to do everything myself. Like I, I used to be a one trip to the grocery store type of person. I'm, it's a bag on every arm. You, well, I only got two arms, but it's a, it's a bag all up across my arm, you know? And now, now I'm not like that no more. I would gladly take multiple trips or I'll have somebody help me. Um, it just used to be hard for me to accept or ask for help from people. And then it turned into me like not wanting to use the last of things or eat the last of things. Like if there was only one serving left of a food item, mm, I would leave it for somebody else. Or if there was only one paper towel left, I would air dry my hands. Like it, it, it was a gradual process that ultimately let me know that I was having trouble taking up space. It's like, I did not want people to spend effort or energy on me. Like if I had taken the last paper towel, then you have to go, then you have to go to, um, 
Then you have to go in your cabinet, pull out a new paper towel, put it on the table. Now you're out of one less paper towel roll. Or if I ate the last bag of gummy bears, then you got to go to the store, buy new gummy bears. You know, then you're spending energy going to the store and you're spending money like in my head for whatever reason. All of that was because I used the last paper towel or I ate the last gummy bear. Um, If you were to help me, one, you would have to help me the way that I need help. Right. You have to help me the way that I actually needed help. I I, I can't just accept half butted help. Um, But then like you have to stop what you're doing, take energy out of your day to help me. And for whatever reason, I felt like that was just too much. It was too much for other people to stop what they're doing and give me the time of day and help me out. Right. That was me. That was my ideology. I didn't even give people the chance or the opportunity to tell me, hey, I can't do this right now because I automatically assumed that whatever I wanted was too much. Like growing up thinking that I was too much. Let me let you know now, you are not too much. And the things that you need are not too much. Like ask for what you need. Do not be afraid. You'll be surprised how people want to help you. And when people want to help you, let them. And if they're not doing it the way that you like, because I know, you know, sometimes you like things a certain way. If they're not doing the things the way that you like, be vocal about it. Tell them how you want certain things to look. You are not too much. You are not too much. But anyway, yeah, that was my story. I um, just had a problem taking the last of things. I had a problem taking up space, being larger, being the biggest energy in the room, being the largest or the loudest or the most present, the most vocal. Like I did not want to be that person. It's crazy because when I was little, I was that person. Now that I'm older, I'm that person. I don't know why I deprived myself of all that energy, but things started to change for me when I got to college, because when I got to college, we're all adults. We are all adults. Nobody's going to, people are going to look out for you, but nobody's going to spoon feed you. Um, And I already told y'all a couple weeks ago that when I got to college, I was on a whole different type of timing. Like I was on a road to figuring out who I really wanted to be without um, the boundary, without the limitations that I felt like were at home for me. I wanted to figure out who I was. I wanted to figure out who I was made to be. Um, Whoa 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 um okay yeah things start to change for me in college because in college you know we're all adults um and it's interesting because in the outside world like yes we're all adults like in class I'm an adult outside I'm an adult but then when I'm with my friends we are big kids We are all people who just came from our mom's house or just trying to figure it out all together. So all of us are on this road to figuring out who we are as adults. Um, And so while, you know, your people are going to look out for you, nobody's going to spoon feed you. And 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 nobody's going to spoon feed you. But I was lucky enough and I'm sure it happens. It's a not a canon event. But it's a part of the college experience where you find people around you who do look out for you, like who who see certain parts of you that you want to change or improve and who make space for you the way that you really want, you know, the way that you really want. And so for me, it was my friends. My friends played a huge part in bringing me out of that fear. 
Um, because when it came to using the last of things, they didn't care. Like, and when I really didn't want to use it, they were pushing me like, take it, take it, go on, use it, go on, take it. Um, and to the point where I had to realize like, no, they're really trying to help me and I need to stop fighting. Like, this is really something that I need to work on. I need to stop fighting. Yeah. Like they really did push me, push me outside of my comfort zone, push me outside of my boundaries and outside of the boundaries I set for myself. Um, and made space for me. Like they made me realize, hey, you taking the last of something is not a big deal. Like it's not as deep as you think it is. Like you, you speaking up for yourself is not as burdensome as burdensome as you think it is. Like take up space. We are making space for you. Take up space. So that's that's one thing that really really helped me. Um, be okay with taking up space that and so like my friends and then like even outside of my friendships it was like being in class and being um acknowledged for for how bold and confident I was when it came to you know like answering questions answering questions having discussions um, and, and realizing like, no, people do, people really do want to hear what you have to say. People really do want to hear what you think. Um, that validated me, that validated me into thinking, okay, what I'll be saying is not nonsense. People actually care. Like I should actually give my input. People want my opinion and then being, yeah. And being rewarded for those things. Now, what really got me was mock trial. Y'all know I was in mock trial in high school. Not high school. Y'all know I was in my trial in college. And you can imagine in a room full of people who want to be lawyers, it can get pretty intense. The energy in that room could be thick. That you could, what is it? Tension so thick you could slice it? Is that what it is? Whatever it is. Yeah, the tension in that room could get thick. And we would have heated debates, heated arguments, heated discussions, not arguments, but heated discussions about whatever we were talking about, like literally anything. We would have heated topics about anything. While we gave each other the space and the, and the time to speak without being interrupted, as soon as one person was done talking, another person was done, was started talking or another person started responding. And you had to get comfortable making your opinion known. Like if you wanted to say something, you just need to go ahead and shoot it out. You need to shoot it out and you need to be loud because everybody else in the room is loud. That put me out of my shell. Then when you head into the courtroom for them tournaments, you got to get used to interrupting people in the middle of their direct with an objection. You got to get used to being interrupted and, and standing your ground. You got to get used to taking over the room. Like being the center of attention, taking over the room. And I know at least for my first year, my first year and a half, because my first year I didn't really compete. But like my second year, that that taking up space. Oh, I had to put all of that to the side. I had to put all of that to the side to make sure that I was heard, seen, acknowledged in that room, in that space. Um, but that didn't stop imposter syndrome from, from, from happening. That didn't stop me from having to like, rehearse whatever I was going to say seven different times before I say it that didn't stop me from being like oh my gosh somebody said something similar to what I'm saying to what I want to say so I shouldn't even say it no like that 
those ideas still popped up in my head. That anxiety was still present in my body and it still stopped me sometimes. It stopped me from making certain objections. It stopped me from making certain responses. It stopped me from taking up space. It stopped me. And I had to figure out how I was going to put imposter syndrome to the side and take up the space that I knew that I knew inside I was deserving of, but did not want to receive. So I'm going to tell you what helped. Therapy. That's number one. Therapy helped me a whole lot. I had a therapist back home when I was in college. When I was in college, I had a therapist back home and I had therapists at school. And my therapist at school was not, she was not playing with me. She, she would not give me a break if I begged her to do it, right? If I had a problem or if I had an insecurity or something that held me back, she was always ready to give me a reality check on who I really was. Like, you know, I'm smart. I'm intelligent. I am worthy of being in these rooms. I'm probably more equipped than half of these people in there. I'm worthy of whatever comes my way in terms of like opportunities, you know, and, and I should be walking in those things with confidence. So therapy helped me a lot. But so did affirmations. Literally using those tools, using those words that I just said helped me a whole lot. Like, I know y'all have heard, I know y'all have heard of fake it till you make it, right? Where you pretend to be something, you pretend to do something until it becomes your reality. It is the same thing with affirmations. And I know I've said this before, but it's the same thing with affirmations. If you don't believe something, you have to say it till you believe it. The Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue and you have to be able to, and that the tongue is a double-edged sword. You can bring yourself up or you can tear yourself down. And I choose to bring myself up. And I encourage you to bring yourself up. You deserve it. You deserve it. My favorite, my favorite affirmation for imposter syndrome. And when I feel like, when I am afraid to speak up in a room, not with my friends, but like in a professional setting or in a setting where I am gifted an opportunity and we are having a discussion. My favorite affirmation is I would not be put in this space if I was not worthy of it. I would not be put in this space if I was not well equipped for it. There is no space that I am placed in that I cannot thrive in. There is no opportunity that comes my way that I am not prepared for. Like there is no, yeah, cause it's true. You are deserving of the good things that come your way. So when opportunities come your way, when, when you want something and it's the last thing there, take it, take it because people are always going to take what they want. And it's time for you to do the same thing. It's time for you to start taking up space. If what you want is to be the biggest person in the room, not on no arrogant stuff. Cause nine times out of 10, we become the biggest people in the room just because we are naturally attractive to people. Not because we are loud and about on purpose. You know what I'm saying? So if your natural energy is to take up a room, 
then do that. Do that. Um, but I'm going to lay out that. That's what helped me a lot. Therapy helped me a lot. Affirmations helped me a lot. Reminding myself that I am worthy of whatever space that I am in. That I am not a burden to other people if I take the last thing. That I'm not a burden to other people if I share how I feel. That I that people are willing to make space for me if I let them. That I have to be open and honest about the things that I want to have interpersonal relationships. Like reminding myself, reminding myself to take up space because I will naturally go back to my little bubble and keep everything to myself and deal with things on my own and accept the mere minimum. But that's not the kind of life I want to live. Like, that's not the kind of life I want to live. If you see the type of person you want to become, we don't want to become people who just accept the bare minimum. No. It's okay to be specific about the things that you want. It's okay to only expect or only accept the specifics of what you want. So therapy, affirmations, and practice. Practice makes, oh, practice makes perfect. Um, it's not like I just woke up and was like, you know what? I'm taking up space. And then started snatching the last donut and, and being the first person to speak in every room and the last one to say something and taking everybody's everything. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I decided I was going to start taking up space. And it started with me being... It started with me taking the last paper towel and letting the person know, hey, you need more paper towels. It started with me, um, it started with me speaking up in the courtroom. No, I'm sorry. It started with me speaking up in practice, in my trial practice. Like if I got something to say, I'm going to say it loud and I'm going to take over the room because all eyes are on me. And then that turned into the courtroom, making sure that I'm shouting out these objections and making sure my point is heard and being articulate and being heard, not being afraid, not being afraid of the attention. Right. Like it, it, it was a gradual process for me to feel worthy enough of the space that I am in and worthy enough for all the attention in that space to be on me just for a moment, worthy enough for Worthy enough to ask for the things that I need, for the things that I know I'm deserving of, but are a little anxious because it's above the bare minimum. Like practice made perfect. And of course, what you work on in one aspect of your life seeps over, seeps over and carries into every other aspect of your life if you let it. So if your goal for this year is to want more and to expect more. Look into that. You might have a problem taking up space. If you have a problem taking up space, I get it. If you have a problem taking up space, I get it. Because I still struggle with it. But therapy, affirmations, and practice really, really help. And like I always say, start with something small. Start with one small aspect of your life and watch how it seeps into your other areas. It's not always easy the first time. It's not always easy the second time. But as you continue to push yourself, it gets easier. And you'll be surprised how much you have changed and grown and how much energy you allow people to give you and what people are willing to give you if you accept more than the bare minimum. If you take up the space that you know you are worthy and deserving over. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. Um, or that's all I wanted to talk about. 
I want y'all to... I want y'all to go out and start taking up space. I want y'all to go out and start being the center of attention. I'm not saying be super... Um, I'm not saying be super arrogant. I'm not saying be cocky. I'm not saying... No, I'm not saying any of that. I am saying occupy the space that you are that you know you are worthy of occupy the space that you know you are worthy of but then might be too anxious to be in or to stay in when people offer you things don't be afraid to say yes to them when people want to give you things don't be afraid to receive because we can be givers and not receivers Mm -mm. don't be afraid to receive yeah so that's it i love y'all and i'll see y'all next week